Hey, we're in podcast number 141, brought to you by Five Pin Universe. We got the regulars here, Tim and Dexter Wiseman and Daryl Bradley. How's it going, guys? Great. How's it going with you? Fantastic. Good. Um, we might as well bring in our special guest right away, since he was a part of both of these events that we'll be talking about. Uh, everybody's favorite guest, Mitch Davies. How's it going? I think I might have been on this podcast more than Daryl. Mate, well, definitely. You might, you might have. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was, a, that was a rough start. Yeah, that was. Take it over, bud. It's all you. No, no problem. No. Nice hotel. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Right, okay, right into gonna, it. Right into we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, let, let's start this whole thing off with uh, the Tour Championship. Obviously, we can't give away any spoilers. The WCBT is working on post-production for that for everybody to watch. Um, but uh, let's start with Gallagher Cup. How did you guys all feel about the Gallagher Cup event? It was all live-streamed on YouTube for everybody. So uh, Pretty good, yeah. <clears throat> It was, it, cool. was, uh, it was a very cool was, event and the different sort of structures and the five-player baker to start to get everybody in there. And then the th- you know, three players. It, it, that, it was super neat to be part of, for sure. Dug it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I, it, was, I, it was lots of fun. Um, winning always is fun. So um, it, it, was, it, was a great, it was a great time. Um, it, it was fun to watch some of those matches come, like, right down to the end. Uh, the... Uh, the Mulligan frame or the Mulligan um, event was not Mulligan. Be- sorry, best ball, best, best, best ball. ball. Yeah, best ball. The best, one, the best ball one was awesome. I, I couldn't believe how like close it got to right at the end and ended up giving away that that match. But uh, that was was it another the, the prior year in 2019. That was a super close match too. That best ball seems mm-hmm. to come down to it every time. My my only my only suggestion would be. Um, if time permits, or if there's ways we can we can permit things, um, is have a singles match for everybody, right? Because just like the Ryder Cup would, right? And I think, right, whether the team stuff is there, you can still have a chance with the singles, right? Um, I I just thought I thought it'd be I'd make a good good point on it, but of course time time permitting, right? So yeah, yeah um, I mean, uh, go ahead, Tim. No, go ahead. Yeah. No, the, the, the Gallagher Cup I thought was awesome. It was a great atmosphere. I didn't realize, I guess I maybe haven't watched it, but I know I've watched it before. But then I forgot that it was all in one lane. So it was actually pretty good to have like that team camaraderie going on as well. Uh, Tim, I know we played a doubles together. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know if we've ever played together never, at all. Never, No, never. I don't think we ever played together. I don't think there's even a Bakers that we've probably played together at all. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to play that too. We came together you know, pretty well and – yeah. Took down the Tit Cats for once, so that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. I know Dexter might have been the weak link in 2019. Guaranteed, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a great it was a great experience to play. Like I said, with people that you probably would never played it before with. So yeah. it was nice yeah. that way. I, I mean, yeah, it, it's nice that you and Tim got to play together. Obviously, you guys haven't played together mostly probably by Mitch's choice, uh, <laughs> but you know it wasn't his choice this time, so they they had an opportunity to play together, and that, yeah, it's kind of neat to see. Yeah, I wonder where the coaches' heads were at with that one, though. You know what I mean? I wonder, like, what they were thinking about, how they were making it up. And I did ask him at the same time, like, so why did – oh, what I did ask him was, because I played a, a pins game against Lenny, and there was a singles match later on. It was Adam versus somebody, right? And I said, so 
why did you guys choose to go with that as opposed to like play the pins game as opposed to playing the single match? And then they gave me an answer of like, uh, I think it was just like, we want to go with whoever's playing the best ball at the, at the time to go with the pins ball pins game. Sorry. I guess that's what they said, but, uh, you know, it was just weird to get their thoughts on what they were thinking about as far as teammates goes and all these, um, certain scenarios. Right. Yeah. yeah, you you wonder if something you could do a, a three game sort of roll off before just to guy get their their feet wet and maybe that's where you spread it around. I know it's tough because everybody's coming into town and what time they're getting there and you know you start looking at the number of games everybody's playing and obviously yeah like you said everybody's on one lane, which is great from the camaraderie. But then you do have guys sitting around for a little bit, uh, which is fine too. So it's just sort of knowing what the event is beforehand. I think the only thing would be let's throw three games beforehand. Maybe everybody throws in. Know, 20 bucks call it what it is and then make a little bit and then you run an event um you know the way that you do after just to sort honestly, of build on it just a little bit honestly the one thing i was happy about though was the time in between where i could come back talk to some people you know have a couple mm -hmm. of drinks whatever that's what it was there for and i did uh, yeah. i did like the event for that reason too as well it was neat yeah it, it was, it was I, neat that I, you I could like you could see some people like rotating in and out of commentary too like you're so you're not playing in this match so you can go up top and you can sit next to Katie and listen to her rhetoric and and uh, and co uh, yeah commentate back and it was good. Um, that was one thing I'd like to mention about uh, the Gallagher Cup is Tyler was up there talking about how he's never lost to me in a WCBT anything apparently and he said that his match against me in the Gallagher Cup was all but locked. So <laughs> it was, it <laughs> love so love Tyler. It, yeah. yeah, it was it was nice to throw that four bag and finish a comeback and beat him. So shove it, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I don't have the opportunity to be around Tracy or, or Giggy or I don't know, you guys with with Gino and 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 Robert lots. So it's neat to have that aspect. I think a lot of the teams already picked their their kind of scenarios even beforehand. I don't know if a lot of them like I can't I, I didn't really talk to them, but from my understanding, I don't think a lot of them waited for the match to come up in order to figure out who's playing what. So. Yeah, I, I had heard that Tracy and Greg had had like a like a three hour conversation like <laughs> on Monday of that week. Sat down and like yeah, had like a three hour Zoom call and, and organized it also. I think that's really neat. Nice. That was cool. J I see JB's in the chat here. Uh, thanks again for supporting our team. Um, all we do team is J brains baby. W right. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder am i an honorary j brains though because i mean i was coach last year or am i just like completely forgotten about now on j brains because i sort of have an affiliation to both right you guys what, all know me i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a bandwagon jumper so i'm i'm yeah. kind of you know well i think you and tracy sure. just flip-flopped right so now you got half a half a championship each or how does that work i don't know well, i got one championship she has one so yeah, it's really have it's a loss. Yeah, it's not. So you're kind of telling me that Greg's probably the mastermind behind everything. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's what we kept telling Robert. He got out coached. That was, that was <laughs> simple as that. So I, I so love basically Daryl. Daryl's trying to find a scenario right now where he can't lose. That's well, <laughs> but I come back. But do I come back as a? I mean, the coach because the brain, the innovator now. I mean, they need new coaches, right? Gino and Robert are out. Yeah. So, but I also want to be a player. But if I come back as a player, I'm on innovator, Correct. right? So yeah. I, I just I got to go team innovator, right? So that's where <laughs> I got to find my, my 
either way, if I don't make it, then maybe you'll have me back as a coach of innovator. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to think about this here. <laughs> so many options. So many How about options. I just make it and I want to be a player. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was an awesome event. And to be able to play in it, and I think that's where all the guys that weren't part of the actual tour finals, to have an opportunity, just, you know, a handful more guys to, to play in that event. It's just something to shoot for. You know, make it top twenty or, or whatever, and then you're then you're playing playing in it. You, you feel like one of the guys. You know, there's a confidence boost to that for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, one thing I did want to bring up here, guys. Before I know we only got probably like another ten minutes on this topic or whatever, but I did bring it up with Kerry um, about the format for the WCBT finals. Um, how do you guys like the format, and would you like to see it changed at all? Can I can I say my I'll say my piece until all the videos are out, uh, but I, I think the pin schemes format is good. I have I have no for, no issue with it. Um, if you're making a, a one of event one of tournament, like uh, I think it's better. I do like it. Um, what like what other format would you be looking at? Um, I did bring up the carrier, so I'll just say it out loud, anyways. But it's uh, sixteen players qualify from now on and. You go right to the autumn open standpoint, right, right, right to that that format. So you go sixteen guys play everybody one time, fifty pins for a win, and so we start the season with one format and we end the season with the same format. Now I understand, like as far as production wise goes, it's not mm-hmm. ideal. Like I I totally get that, and I'm okay with either one. You know what I mean? Like I'm not opposed to it, but I just I'm a I'm a member as well, but I'm not a Western member you know what i mean so this is the wcbt this is the western canadian winter and i understand like i'm from the east it's supposed to be designed for people from the west and, and that's the way it's supposed to be um well no yes and yes and no, no because it, it because at the end of the day you could still go there i could play literally 10 frames you know and, and get 10 owed like taylor michelle did have that did happen to him right and you could walk away with zero dollars so and play 10 frames total and go home so regardless if you're from Calgary, you know, a three-hour drive or from, you know, Regina or even flying in from Ontario, I think it's still got to be kind of worth your time. But yeah, this right. is not my baby either. This is not my baby either. So I'm not going to – I'm not – someone's got the car going. Um, yeah, this is not my baby. This is Carrie's and yours, uh, you, you guys as well. Like you guys all have a hand in this thing. Um, it's just a possible suggestion. Look, I, I, look, I, I, I love the – I love the autumn open format, but you're you're right. Your statement about it. Um... No, uh, oh, no, no, no. It no, could no. it could be it could yeah, be a, Kathy, a spoiler. No, the the ten o was last oh. year when I oh, yeah. when I when I manhandled Taylor. Yeah, um, but in, in all fair in all fairness, that was the second round. He made it through the first round, so he did make some money there. Um, yeah, your your point about the production side of it is is the the biggest one and that that's the hardest part is that so you have 15 people playing fifth or sorry 16 people playing 15 matches that's so many games it, impossible to really produce into a tv package. a showcase a showcase yeah um i i'm always we're always willing to hear different ideas for for stuff but uh we definitely we definitely want to have it in a in a producible format as 
STSN sort of was. I mean, the, the goal is ultimately to get it back onto TV. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but we're going to try to get it as, as good and as close to that as we can. Um, something marketable. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, but here's the question I have then, right? I, I know, and again, like information, I'm not going to totally bring up numbers and whatever because I know Kerry has told me, but I'd rather not say it on, on uh, out in the yeah. open. But yeah. money-wise, if you were to spend the money that you're spending on production through that media company, what if you were to take that money and use it towards infrastructure for, say, new cameras, new equipment, um, you know, build, building that way and utilizing your product the best possible way with whatever you have available to you? That, that, that's just what I'm like. Like I said, guys, I'm not here to harp on it. It's a matter yeah. of like just a constructive criticism, maybe like, you know, brainstorming. Yeah. So um, just obviously the, the main issue with making the production bigger like let's say jb you had mentioned like maybe a double knockout system to help with early exits so now you got to add time to the tournament so if you still pay a, a production company to come in and do it obviously your costs go way up right so um if we were to turn around and put that into our own equipment which is obviously something i would love to do you still need somebody to do the post-production work on it and that's hours and hours and hours of work so None of us are video editors or audio technicians and stuff like that. I just, it's outside of our bubbles realm and nobody's yeah. ever stepped forward and said, you know what? I do video production. Maybe I can donate some time. Nobody's ever came up and said that. So for us to try and find that in our bubble, I don't think is a possibility. So it, it's just, it's impossible unless we just ditch the whole post-production aspect and we just go live stream this is the tour championship it's whatever format it may be and you make it a full day event that those are definite possibilities and the wcbt hasn't made a stance that this is not something we're ever going to look at it was just meant like dexter said to build a product that hopefully you could sell to a television series right and obviously i don't i at this point in time i can't see it ever happening even though you can see cornhole on television and yeah, like it, it's ridiculous to me, but I'd, I'm, I'm at a loss of what we could ever do to get back on television. So um, we're only a couple people doing all this work. So I think there's people out there that you know, know something we don't, right? You know, it's about the number of games that a guy might come from out of town to play. And obviously mm -hmm. that, so that's where the potential side event that you have, whether it's, before the Gallagher Cup in the morning or part of that or, or in the morning on the Saturday. I know that whole Saturday really takes up the full production. We have the bowlers there at nine. You know, we're doing interviews. We're doing all that stuff. But yeah. is there a little side pot that maybe the players would want to be willing to put into? And maybe there's a little bit of side money that we can, you know, put towards that so that the money side of the tour championship isn't the end-all, be-all. It's really more about the production side of it. But... You know, it's, it, it, I hear what you're saying, Mitch, as far as the number of games coming all the way, you might get 10 owed and you're done. But if I played another five games and then if you did a five game and then re-qualified, then what? I don't know. There's, there's so many different scenarios. So what, what is the right one? I'm not sure. It's, I mean, it's we good did, to have the showcase for sure. We did, um, we did do the five gamers, whatever, six game qualifier. Yeah, six game the one time, but it was like kind of redundant. It was. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And then... I think the hardest part for it is doesn't matter what how, how many games you do in the morning, depending when your match is. Like, 
you think about Derek, everybody knows Derek had a bye because he was in the top four, right? He didn't play for a lot of hours, right? Um, 4 p.m. or somewhere. Uh, I've yeah. done that twice. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. Uh, well, I mean, for well, you. And you have all day to practice. You have a you've bit seen of practice, me, you know, but but it's like stopping and going, stopping and going, right? And in like whether you do the games in the morning, you're still gonna have to warm up some other time down the road again and, and get involved and back into it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get, I, I, I totally understand. It was just like a, like I said, just something to brainstorm. About. No, 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 no for it, sure. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't know if this is the end solution. It, it's not like you're you're coming up and you're bringing up new ideas or anything like that mitch it's it's great that you're bringing it up outside of the the wcbt core right because a lot of people get stuck in those mindsets and like no this is the way we're doing it um i i agree i don't think it is the best format to showcase our best bowlers coming back for the tour championship right well the way the way i kind of look at it sorry dex i were gonna say something there no i was a fruit fly Oh, okay. The way I kind of look at it, <laughs> the way I kind of look at it, though, guys, is like, yeah, like I, I mean, if you really want to call it this, I'm sort of like an Eastern liaison. If you really want to go about it that way, you know, like if anybody wants to go to a WCBT event, what do they do? They they ask me, right? Like, hey, how can I get there? Where can you get me a hotel? Can you? Help? Uh, I'll get to a hotel in a second. But you know what I mean, like. Uh, <laughs> you know, they ask like, where, can we go together? What flights are you on? What like? Because I'm going anyways. So it's like, you know, can I help these guys out? And then they ask me about the tour a lot of times. And I tell them, like, you know, it's it's really, hey, man, I'm telling you, if you go in this thing and you do make it, you could possibly play one game and go home. And that's a big deterrent for a lot of our guys to come, especially when they are coming to, say, two a year sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, to, be, to be a tour member. Yeah. Or even come. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Does the, there, there was a travel allowance this year. Did that help alleviate that issue with you, Mitch? Or does that... Um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I have a lot of points, so I was able to use points one way, but I had to pay more one way than the travel allowance was. That wasn't the travel allowance's fault. That wasn't the WCBT fault. It was just a exorbitant amount of uh, money for flights these days because of gas prices and whatever. So like, that wasn't really your fault. It was kind of like on par for what you would pay to come. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, JB. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I, I, like I said, I don't want to waste too much more time on this guys. Cause I know we can't give any more information away, but I just want to have some sort of conversation about that. No, no, yeah, no, that's, it's good conversation. And, and we have had discussions in the past about hosting an event prior and not just, not just like that pins game thing that we did the one year that was kind of quick, like something far bigger, um, yeah. almost, almost a well, bit at the scale of another major cash tournament, leading into it which um which which would be awesome i, I don't want to give away too much of that either but um yeah definitely just, been, just let the be... people know there there's a full event already built out thought out and everything already for that possibility it's just yeah i'm not sure if it's viable but yeah and i think uh I, i've i've heard your ideas as well carrie and i think that's a great idea it's just like i said the 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 question that remains is like is it better to use the money that we have towards production for infrastructure to pot for pot because like at the end of the day those cameras maybe better i don't I, you can't say better wi-fi because at the end of the day it's the center's obligation to have that it's not yours but whatever the pods what, whatever it is that you guys have to have if you utilize that for say two or three years especially with the money that you're bringing in that you're spending on production it could be kind of beneficial but like i said it's up to whatever your end game is and whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally. uh, um so yeah let's get to the hotel i guess eh 
well, no. Let, let, the tour championship weekend isn't over. Let's let's discuss the AGM and how that went. And oh, there's sorry, a brand new event wasn't on it, the WCB tour. Wasn't yes. it an event? Was, but wasn't it fun learning about everybody's food and what their favorite foods were? Or jobs? <laughs> the the underground uh, nickel miner. Yeah. Our our announcer was uh was giving away people's uh profiles. That's <laughs> good. I liked it. It was hard to always announce, like the 2022 Masters National Champion, right? So you got to you got to you know, come up with something new. Daryl did a great job with interviews and commentary and all. It was that, fun. Well, everybody did. The whole you guys did a good job with this bleachers and the bowling center and so not just the whole setup, right? Commentary and you know Lynn and, and Mark and uh, and Katie obviously and you guys. I mean all the banners and carry all the computers. And, I mean even the media company. It was cool. For sure, it, yeah. it was it was really good. Everybody all together, kind of all came together and did a good production. Uh, I do have to say that um, Daryl listened to me at five nine and listened to me taller than Mitch. So it doesn't matter. Oh, we're back, it, guys. Way to go, Tim! You literally yeah. just made him walk out. Yeah, perfect. I did. I said that you were five nine. I said Mitch is you know five foot seven when he's wearing four inch heels. Yeah. <laughs> It was good. It, it, it was awesome. I do want to address this question, JB, a little bit. What do you mean? Live stream, post-production? What, what are you asking about the bottleneck? Post-production, there is no bottleneck. Yeah, post-production, it's all the editing of stuff. Having to listen to everything, having to pause, stop, you know, create, you know, cut it and slice it down into a 25-minute episode that is reasonable yeah. from, all this, from all this hours and hours of, of you know, audio and video and then also adding in graphics afterwards so it's just a total post-production that's what i'd say right yeah like post-production like if we were to do the post-production all of it is a bottleneck right none of us are are any of that so it would be technically all a bottleneck but like live stream bottleneck literally we're getting to the point that it's Maybe a little bit of graphics here and there, but now it's essentially internet. Internet yeah. is the bottleneck, right? Yeah, and funding. It's it's the funding is sort of there. The funding right now we're outsourcing and paying for that production. You know, if we we're able to bring that in house a little bit, but again, it's like you said, Terry. That's hours and hours and hours worth of sitting there and listening and watching computer well, I mean, that's that's what it is it's as, as simple as um the eight gamer let's take that something that five pin universe has done post-production on i i would hate to fathom the amount of post-production hours that i had to put into it that's why i would never do that again it, it's not happening yeah. on my side of things yeah. so um people think that a full-time job is takes up most of their time. Imagine having a full-time job after that again. That's essentially what a game is. Yeah. Oh. What's that? Oh. I think it was just Daryl. Oh, know. yeah. No, absolutely, <laughs> Carrie. I mean, like, we, you know, a lot of us know here, too. Like, um, Tim and Dex, they run TPC, right? We all know how much work that is, right? Like, I help run Club Tour. Uh, the next one I literally run as well. Um... It, it, you know, and I run a bunch of other tournaments as well around the around the Hamilton area, right? So the, it, we know how tough it is, and yours times ten. So and Daryl like has a company; he <laughs> takes a lot of bowling stuff on as well. 
it, it's really difficult, right? We all know how how it works. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just asks like I I love JB's question and stuff like that, but it, that is a a whole nother topic that we would have to discuss to even find out what a bottleneck on that situation is. But I did want to address it because I don't want to feel like I'm avoiding anybody's questions. Um, everybody's questions are more than welcome. Um, but yeah, that's a totally di different discussion as to how we figure out that situation. For sure. So how about uh, Winnipeg joining the tour? Yeah, oh, awesome. It's great. It's great. Manitoba yeah. Open is officially on the WCBT schedule, December 1st to the 4th. Yeah, Upgrade. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to announce that uh, that I'm going. Look at that. <laughs> Mitchell's coming. This is this is is this Le, Le, LeBron with the choice? <laughs> this is this is the choice. Yeah, there'll be no uh, no open this year for me. I'll be playing the Manitoba Open. That's awesome. Well, I nice. think you're gonna yeah, love it, Mitch. Right. It was it was an absolutely fantastic event last year. Really yeah. excited to see what it's like now, affiliated with WCBT. Um, should be great. Should be great. It was it was tons of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a great time. <laughs> that's right, because Ontario's open trials are that weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we do big, back to I back. Mean, that's a big decision, right? For you guys, obviously, the you know some of the players are gonna come and do that. But that's the thing. Now you have to, you're you're entitled to make the choice. Um. So yeah, good on you, man. Congrats. Uh, yeah, Congrats on the coming. I know it's gonna be great. Yeah, Greg's going well. It's gonna be a good time. Sorry, JB, I believe it was Pro Score, if I remember right. St. Yeah, James, I believe, was Pro Score. So yeah. you should be already set up and ready to go on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's the gonna, They're looking to do 125 in entries. Was that the, the minimum they had to hit last year? Uh, 100, actually, was the, the okay. tour's minimum. But it obviously all went to a vote. It's not like a tournament can just... If they sure. hit 100 entries, automatically enter the tour. It has to go through a vote, voting process and everything, and it was unanimous. So, Well, and I think that I mean, the Winnipeg you know, contingent that's going around and playing now shows that they're committed to the game, and it's good for them to get that tournament back. And I think that will also bring back a bunch of the you know, original Winnipeggers that will come and play that tournament and are out there even pro league. You know, I just... It's uh, it's good for the game for Winnipeg to be involved uh, in a big way. So it's uh, exciting to see that they're part of WCBT, and it gives an opportunity now for other people to go and travel for their second event. Um, you know, not necessarily, but our, our, you know, when you look at you know PGA Tour, right? You don't have all the top players traveling to every event. So is that an opportunity that maybe not all the top players are traveling to Winnipeg? So maybe that's an opportunity that if you're a you know, a B player or not a top that you should be go look should be looking at that one on your calendar. Go go and play Winnipeg. So that changed things around a little bit. People because you know you're not gonna be able to go to all five. So get to well, see people's agendas and timelines to play. Well and you can also like forty eight percent cut, right, for Winnipeg. So it's a little easier to make it in that you can, you know, get in there and do and possibly be a match play player, however you want to describe yourself. So then you know, if you have a big run in there, that could absolutely help your WCBT standings, right? So allow you to make that okay. final show, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, and it's going to be another great opportunity to get points, 100%. And now, like, so we have a Autumn Open in October. November, you have uh, TPC. December, you have Manitoba Open. January, we have a club tour. 
Thir- uh, February we have Timmins and Regina. And Regina. So yeah. that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun and then, season. And, and, and then yeah, you have, month, you have a month break and you have Heritage. Yeah, yeah Heritage yeah. is May. Is May right? Yeah. 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 And April, then you add April's kind of for the open. Yeah, March. There's wise. not really a big one in March. Sort of when you have a little bit of sometimes Easter open or you sometimes have a YBC yeah. or just yeah, there's no yeah, big one in Masters March. There's event in there. Masters. That's sort of the end of the year chance for all these little ones to or these other annual ones to go through. And then you have. I think, uh, I think Saskatchewan has. They're open in March. Right before Regina. They're yeah. they're open in March. Yeah, but they have uh, one that they always travel to. It's like a match play event. What the heck? Oh, is York, that? York, Yorkton. Nor- oh, there's or Melville York. and there's Yorkton. Yeah. There's two of them. Yeah, and then there's uh, and then there's club tour in in August. This this looks like it's shaping into a nice big national tour here, guys. It's gonna be perfect. It's kind of funny, uh, Mitch, when you're kind of talking about the Western. You're saying it was Western Canadian bowling tour and all that stuff. The only reason we came up with that name is because the events that we're going to be a part of it are Western Canadian. But now, like, what what's stopping the WCBT maybe? joining club tour or some of those events out in central Canada and making it Canadian bowling tour, right? There's totally nothing agree. really stopping that. You have tour finals in August and then the very next week you have club tour in August or you have that the first event of the year kickoff. Right? Yeah. So yeah. You could yeah. you could keep you could keep the tour finals as a smaller contingent and a little more, you know, personal touch and a little fun and kind of obviously with the, the, the production. But then the first event of the year, everybody goes heads out to, to Nebs. You know, you know, get your points in right away. You know, then do you ha- do you add the, the Newfoundland bowling tour? Maybe you have an event in Newfoundland, part of the tour, because all those players who don't travel, they can get a point, and maybe people might want to travel up there as a holiday. You know, you never know. I would I would love oh, to God. go play if the MBT had. Listen, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible here. So if they had a little bit better setup of tournaments i would go i would actually go i would there's no there's no questions in my mind that i would go if it was eight game qualifiers and there was maybe a little bit of better setup and match because i think they do two game match plays um total pinfalls so i think i'd like to see three i'd like to see it the way that it's been run on the western side but if they had one tournament like that just one i would go to it yeah i think i think um i think one event like that is Potentially, I'm not, obviously I'm not speaking on their behalf, but I think one one tournament like that is potentially a possibility. I know that they definitely went the route that they did just to try to get as more events and more people out to the events. That was kind of what they were hoping for mm-hmm. on theirs. But um, if they they do run a, a $200 event sort of thing that that's going to be three game match play or whatever it is, I, I would absolutely fly out for it too. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, I prefer it to be obviously in like summertime there where it's above like minus two. But yeah, that, that'd, that'd be nice. That'd be nice as well. Um, yeah. I saw the Quebec Classic uh, comment yes, there as sure. well. Like, that's the weekend after yes. Heritage. Um, so I've actually been thinking mm-hmm. about going to that one as well this year. I think it's going to just be like, you know, it's going to be crazy this year. I think it's going to be awesome. The, the good thing about the Quebec one being then is, again, it's you get the both mixes of all the Western players will go to Red Deer. And then all the Eastern and Central players will go to the Quebec Classic. And you'll have a handful of people that are going to do both of them, right? Yeah. If you get a national tour going. So, and that's fine. People can pick and choose, but lest you're still qualifying and getting points from wherever you're playing at. 
So that's the yeah, that's the sure. that's the big picture, I think. I mean, we're not nearly there yet, but I think that you know, if you, yeah. you, you think big enough, um, this is the the United. This is the way it looks. How, how I guess the question like, how many people do you think would be able to do all of them? Like, and I'm I know we, we talked about not everybody can be able to do all of them. <laughs> There's three, Mitch, right? three, Harry, Dexter, and Mitch. No, Greg, Greg will do them. Greg. Yeah. Um, if if it becomes that big, like, there's no no stopping sponsorships. There's no stopping any of this stuff. I, I think it'd be a lot more people than you think right now. I I when, think once it becomes the moment. Yeah, well, when do you get people start sponsoring individuals and saying, I'm going to sponsor you for, say, five grand, and that gives you a travel allowance now for the year, right? And they don't, these sponsors don't have an expectation of anything in return, but except for, you know, vlog blogs or coming on the podcast or wearing a shirt on their back, you know, like there, there's opportunity here. And we see this with the 5PL coming up, the Pro League. There's a yeah. lot of sponsor dollars out there for people that are, are asking for it and, and getting it. So, as, um, as somebody that's actively pursued some of these sponsorships, I've pursued them for about five, six years now. Most of the hangup is because they're only Western events. Yeah. So if it becomes a Canadian wide thing, I guarantee you there's sponsorships to be had. Well, for sure. I, yeah. I think, I don't think it's maybe there's funding. I think it becomes like, I think a, a big portion, obviously, is the money. And if you have the sponsors, I think you'll get the players. I, I think the big thing is a lot of us, some of us are very fortunate, like Dex and myself or Daryl, that we can kind of work around our work schedules, right? There's only so many holiday time you can give somebody away, right? Yeah. And, and family time comes involved. I don't think, again, like we we never even said everybody would play in all of them. We're saying you can pick and choose and X amount would be able to count. So that's, that's, yeah. that's, but I'm saying in general, I, I, I still think it's plausible, but you have to have a little bit more freedom on vacation time and family stuff. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. You know, the other one that Kevin mentioned was obviously the Triple Crown Memorial in BC. You know, mm-hmm. that's the Vancouver Labor, uh, yeah, Labor Day weekend. I mean, that's a, that's a wicked time. And heading out to Vancouver, um, <clears throat> you can tie in a little holiday with it too. So, right. you know, look forward to seeing that one grow over the years again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really this is, so. it was my uh, favorite event back then. But but it's it's great. I I love hearing this. I love hearing the growth and and if it does get to a point where we have eight nine events on tour, you know, yeah, people will just pick and choose which ones you go to. But that's where that's where our bylaws are very important and what our what our guideline well, not our guidelines our mandates for what is required to be a qualified event. Um, become really important because you don't you don't want people being able to go get 170 tour points for an event that's going to have 80 players or 80 80 entries or stuff like that, right? At so hundred dollars a pop or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's where the, the that qualifying mandates is really important. But I think it I think it's fantastic. And honestly, like again, not speaking on behalf of everybody, I I would be totally for having club tour join us. Yeah. I'm yeah, my... something to talk about as we go across Timmons. the year, right? Year Timmins, yeah, too. Yeah, there's some big events out there. Because yeah, yeah. Timmins is like, well, they, they bumped their entry to 180 now, is it? Well, and it gives these guys an opportunity to come out to play at tour finals, so it doesn't end up being, you know, catered to the Western, you know, two players. There's, there's everybody gets an opportunity to come play under the lights, so that we can do the production quality and do the stuff. 
um, it, it's good for the game that if you get more diversity out there for sure. And, and let, let's be perfectly clear too, Tour Finals does not have to be in Alberta, does not have to be at Sherwood Park. Any of those things too, Tour Finals is designed to move around as well. So um, maybe maybe one day that's something held out in Nebs. Maybe one day it's something that's held out in Mountain. You know, things like that. So. <laughs> you guys got that perfect pot? <laughs> it gets one hey, so fast anyways you, know uh, you, you you guys said there was going to be a perfect game at Bonnie Dune over all this stuff and oh not even close not even close so I, I, yeah. I, I you say that about Mountain I think Mountain's probably great scoring but things are different when you're under the lights and, and there's a little bit more pressure sometimes yeah, yeah Bonnie Dune Bonnie is definitely better than Mountain too yeah is it yeah yeah definitely yeah. I mean, something, we'll, something we'll talk about here coming up about Nebs being, you know, 17s and comparing it to Bonnie Dune, but it was nothing like Bonnie Dune. It's not even close. You know, uh, the the pinfall of Nebs I thought was it was really good. It was really good. I I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but it definitely fa- I definitely found the convertibles were much harder. In, in my opinion, I agree, big time. big time. They were they were way thicker and way. Yeah, they were they were hard. They were way harder for sure. I was I was complete opposite to you guys. Convertibles really no, way the, easier. The twenty threes or seventeens or where twenty three to you know whatever thirty were were going down like crazy. The higher end ones were it was hard. It was grind. It was thick. It was picking wood. It was punching. It was it was tough. But maybe yeah, it's just the way yeah, but, 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 uh, way I felt. So. Uh, on the convertibles, I, I, this is not the convertibles' fault at all. I had a boatload of a boatload of punching, boatload of punching. That that's on me. But I also found that I had I got my strike percentage went way down to when I did get it to the side. Whereas, um, on the Schmidt machines on the SW ones, I got it to the side. It, it was going. I mean, my, my my first round I shot, and on Sunday I shot nine seventy five for my first machines. Week. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> Hey, not the convertibles. Just, They're not. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Wow. No. Yes, they are. One hundred percent. They were Schmidt machines, just with additions made to them. Yeah, they have like a wood. They have like a wood interchangeable, so you can like switch it back and forth. And they can switch back. And, well, I think they changed this now. Yeah. We used to be able to switch back and forth from like eighteen inches to seventeen inches, but I don't have it anymore. Yeah, but, but we'll, the, we'll the, clarify the, with England. But the the uppers are Schmidt machines. The. It, the Schmidt machines don't have ten pins. Uh, yeah, they do. You can order Schmidt machines with ten pins. Are those the ones Germany. from Germany or something? They were saying, yeah, they were bringing in the yeah. machines and then um, they were modifying them and adding yeah. on the five pin something or, or modifying, you know, slightly what they yeah, were doing. They, they, yeah, it's, it's neat. England will, England will let us know. You got to work your uh, a rule book corner there, Dexter. Fuck, you're just a little bit behind here. The biggest thing I <laughs> noticed is that they were... That's not a rule, dipshit. As far as specs, man, you should know your shit. And here we go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carrie, so okay. mute them, Carrie, mute them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The biggest Carol thing I noticed, was, yeah, I was just saying that the 17s, um, obviously the distance at Nebs, you noticed that they were 17 apart. They were closer together than a regular house. But in my mind, I was thinking that you would get the pinfall like you get with Bonnie Dune. But it was nothing like the pinfall of Bonnie Dune. And I don't know what the difference was, and maybe it's the convertibles or the temperature or any of that stuff. But 
it was something that played around with my mental thing. I was thinking that, oh, I, that should be an easy, but no, they left corners or left chops or whatever it was. Um, so it was just, it, it was interesting seeing it, but then not reacting that way. So it was very fair, very fair. Wasn't over the top. It was, it was very fair scoring for sure. Oh, I just totally. noticed like in the comments here, the guys that were saying like convertibles are tougher and stuff like that. Not saying you guys, you, cause you guys don't throw slow, but you don't throw 50 and it's kind of noticing a trend here. So maybe convertibles, you just gotta, you gotta ramp it up a bit, boys. Yeah. Just out. do, just do something yeah. you can't do. Just do something. Yeah, pull your shoulder. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like that's like me telling Gary. Gary to slow it down to forty. Yeah, throw it. Yeah, throw it at four. Exactly. Get on. Yeah. Um, did you did you guys did you guys find the approaches heavy? Asking no. for yeah, a they, friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they were a little bit tacky. A little bit like it didn't have full slide on them, and sometimes it just when you walked around and sort of like, there was a little bit of the rubber right too before the wheelchair yeah. accessible. Jeff had said. Um, you know, a couple times the bathroom and just sort of, you know, where, you know, the water. So I started taking off my shoe when I went to the bathroom and I don't think it was the bathroom. I think, so it, was just I. More, yeah, I think it was normally just wherever it was going, but yeah, I could have used a little bit more slide and well, a little bit more push, but I found it a little bit heavy for sure. Tim. Daryl, the does only it... reason, the only reason Tim is saying this is because I fouled three times. Oh, this is, right. He's, yes, he's, he's just goading me into this. It, he still it, made I, the deepest run out of all the people is, on this it, podcast. Is there, so. is, there a, is there a sniper video out there? I want to see it. <laughs> live, live streaming was hard to come by at uh, Neb's Fun World. You know, one, one roving camera. Barker did his best. Barker don't be knocking that guy. Awesome, yeah. awesome job. <laughs> uh, Tim, <Yeah>. approaches, <laughs> approaches were fine all week. Just three times, just it just suddenly bit me, and I don't know why, but it wasn't like I just slid over. I went ass over tea kettle over the line three yeah. times, and yes, you're right, it didn't end up costing me. So move on. Next <laughs> question. Yeah. It, it was a bit, it was a bit heavy, but it was you know it, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with any any different center you got to go to. You got to figure out what the approach is like, and if you need to change your slider, then yeah. change it. But. I, I didn't. I didn't I, end I, up changing it, but it was uh, okay. I probably. I, I can't say it's heavy when I still ended up using an S two and an H one, yeah. like literally oh, the slowest combination. So too. it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't heavy. It just every once in a while I just got caught. I don't know whether that was honestly. My guess is humidity in Ontario. Yeah, it's just sure. humid, and then all of a sudden well, it just built up. And, and, and the heat Christ. and the heat down the far end, right? <laughs> the, the heat at the lane forty to fifty two was way hotter there than it was behind twenty three and, yes. and less behind all the games and, and whatever yeah, that game like, there. But it was. It I, was I found a, actually. I found by the kitchen it was the hottest, right? It was. It was toast. It was boiling down there, it was but toasty. Yeah. it was. I kept yeah. saying that I had Shrek in my pants because it was a swamp down there. <laughs> 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 but um, so from the conditions of the the center and all that would you guys think of the event itself uh, honestly Unreal. conditioned conditions absolutely amazing it was fantastic um scoring great uh the live scoring board fantastic um timelines amazing like there was i have nothing nothing negative to say about the event at all nothing it was fantastic yeah, I'm blown away by the center itself, and that's what I was so excited to see. Obviously, I was looking to go back in October for a club tour, just, so just to get there this year and just see what it was all about. I mean, incredible building. I think the comment of somebody said there was 1,100 people in the building on Sunday. You know, 
the, the huge area of redemption games. It's just it's fun to play in a center that is just full of action. They weren't, of course, all watching the bowling, but it just there was so much going on. The, the bar was full with birthday parties and with stuff going on. The redemption games, the bowling was full, the playground, the go-karts. I mean, it was just an unbelievable building and experience. And getting a tour from Jeff, too, to go and see, I mean, it, it, was, it was well worth the trip and definitely uh, definitely be back you know the one comment obviously we joke about it was the live stream and the stats i think that's something that probably differentiates a little bit that the tour is that you mean the five pin you or you guys carry have the full desk set up and the merch and the table and the computers and all the monitor they did a great job and daryl noble is one of them too right and there's you know a couple of ladies that were helping with the setup and all that stuff it's just you know, the center and the, and the stat, that was the only thing, right? But the center itself was unbelievable, and the tournament went ran very, very smooth. So there's just a little will, bit more glitz, if you will, with, with, the, with, the, with our, ours. I, I will say um, how they do their stats, if I was there, right? But if how they do their stats and it's livery to date, and with your 50-point bonus and not your 50-point bonus, I thought it was amazing, right? It was so um, Yes. You know what? I bet I bet we say, hey, Jeff, and I know Jeff's uh, the most brilliant man of all all five of us here by far. Be like, hey, Jeff, can you put a little link on your website and give us live-to-date scoring? He probably would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, he is. It was, and, and it so, was awesome. So I, I don't care about the live stream. I care about live up-to-date scoring. If I push re- refresh on my phone, I bet, I bet Jeff would have that so well done. He'd make us all look terrible. I can tell you that right now. So... Something was was interesting, and Mitch, you can sorry, is Mitch the we we moved three sets of lanes after each game, or sometimes the left goes left, uh, right, right goes right, or whatever. Um, but we moved three sets down. Was that just because of the number of lanes that we had available, and you wanted to have the opportunity to play a game down on fifty-two and down on twenty-three, or what was the thought there? Uh, it was to make sure that it was in, in all fairness for so everybody had to play convertible sets at least two times. Right. Yeah, so because they do play so differently, like I could see some people are saying like, hey, it's tougher. Some people say it's not tougher. And I mean, it's all a matter of preference, but it was a matter of like you had to play at least two sets or two games on those sets. Some people did play three, but you had to play at least two on every single time. I think we moved, we moved, uh, depending on the, what the shift you were on, like I think I was, I was on the first shift, so we only bowled uh, every second pair. So you go four lanes, then it was yeah. six lanes. And I think we did... I want to say we did eight on the one shift, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe on the last shift it wasn't eight. I did two shifts, and they were three both times from the afternoon shifts. Yeah, so I didn't didn't mind it. I mean, I definitely didn't mind it. Like moving that, it wasn't too far to to go by any stretch, but it was uh, it was kind of neat. Yeah, there's times where we play like we used to play this tournament, Master Senior, and you would move ten lanes at a time, right? Every five games or whatever. So, and then and that's just so actually it's it's all fairness, right? So that way you can play on the convertible a couple times. Totally. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say before that, Mitch? Well, I was going to say, like, um, you know, when it comes to the live streaming and and the uh, scoring online, and Jeff will tell you this as well, I mean, Jeff's main concern is in-house priority. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's so that when you yeah, come yeah. there, you're going to have the best possible atmosphere at your fingertips and, and be able to experience this because you're there. You know, not because you're at home. And I understand, like, not everybody can be there, but it's like – this is his first and foremost priority is to make sure that you're happy when you're in that building and, and be into that atmosphere. Right. And I mean, like, you know, and guys, like, I understand, like, trust me, we've come kind of like spoiled because of you, you know, you guys do such a great job. Um, He was one man, right. You know what I mean? He's basically one man. I can only help him so much. I'm literally there just kind of like reading out names to the guy. You're drinking. I hear. Yeah. That's what I, 
I'm, I drink at every event, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> at every event. And yeah. I'm, I'm there helping him out. And, I mean, he had, like, two other volunteers, but no one's on his level, right? I mean, when it comes to that kind of speed, that kind of, like, know-how, that no, – pro- Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I really can't help the guy. I, I can't do anything. But, you know, all I can do is give him suggestions. And at the end of the day, if I give him 15 suggestions in a day, by the 14th one, he's probably a little, you know, like – Okay. You know, Mitch, um, okay, you're done, Mitch. You're done. Let, let, let's do a little <laughs> shout out for let's do a little shout out for Jeff. I mean, he came in what tied for third, tied Golf. for third or fourth, whatever it was, and he ran the event. Unreal, right. man. No, no third. tournament director. Yeah, yeah, third, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, Honestly, no tournament director at all. Anybody, I didn't see anybody throw bigger shots, and that's oh, no God. nothing against Jeff Young or Greg, but Jeff England threw the biggest shots that I witnessed in the tournament. Right, he, every he, round, he banged out three every round, times yeah. in three different pods to yeah. make make the yeah. next round. Right, like, yeah, you know, yeah. It was he was he was he was the best, most impressive to me. Obviously, knowing Jeff yeah. Young and and Len Anseth and uh, you know Greg, you get into the finals, but but Jeff England and his play and so calm and and you know not not too much. It didn't really have you know a big support network there. Obviously, all of his family and everybody's there working at the center. Or the kids, as we've yeah. seen in the video, yeah. were at home. But yeah. you know, we kind of did everything on his own. But it was it was an impressive performance. So much kudos to Jeff and and, and England family. So so that that video is something I actually want to touch on too, because um, the live streaming was something that I actually discussed with with Jeff um, while um, the seminar thing that private event private nobody event. Yeah, that 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 thing that thing was happening. Um, there was something that we had discussed and he said he, he wasn't, he wasn't sure like how much the live streaming honestly mattered. And I, I, I totally, I totally appreciate that. And I, I totally get that. But then, but then you get to see that video of his kids sitting at home, watching him and cheering for him from home. And I think that, that right there, that's the reason, that's the reason why we do it is because, you know, it builds a hype, it builds a hype for a tournament. Um, if you're not there, then it might it might make you want to go next year because you get to see what's happening on the event and and see how amazing it's going to be, and then you get to root for people you care about, and it's um, it's it was it was pretty cool to see. Um, again, I, I totally understand the mindset. I mean, it's no different than you know if we're at the lanes and we have a hundred people lined up at the counter, we're going to help those people first before we're going to answer the phones, right? So. It's it's the same sort of concept, so I, I completely appreciate what he's saying. Um, but uh, it's uh, I, I think live streaming is great, and I, th- I think it's great for the loved ones at home for sure. And you see Barker saying there's 200 people to watch the final, so I mean that's just showing, and even at the Masters and all the stuff. I mean the amount of people that are watching this and want to see it, so it's something to consider for future. And Barker did a great job in what he was doing for sure. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just some, definitely something that it can build on and what you can do and happy to lend any advice but yeah it was uh yeah five five pin universe is always available to answer questions and maybe help out with this stuff maybe maybe we're shipping some equipment out there next year hey yeah yeah well speaking of the man we might as well bring him into this whole podcast thing let's uh bring in number three at the latest club tour event mr jeff england how's it going hey guys how's it going hey Good. Good. Nice to see everyone again. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you too. So soon. <laughs> yeah. Except for Tim, right? Yeah, minus Tim. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> he just, um, he just yeah, sitting we were... on there ripping on you. 
<laughs> I wasn't ripping on him. No, no, I was ripping on everybody else. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I was telling these guys beforehand, I, I think it's, or I was telling Tim earlier today, it's going to be neat having you on here because, I mean, we would have had you on here anyways as as proprietor, as tournament director, um, all those fun things, but it's also really cool to have you on here as, um, yeah, third place finisher in your own <laughs> event. Um, that's got to feel pretty yeah. good, buddy. Yeah, it was a pretty good run. A uh, little disappointed with the finish, but uh, whatever. When you uh, put that much effort into it, I mean, you're kind of disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. What was, uh, um... Jeff, Jeff let, let's let's go dive right into that. <laughs> what? Where is the hang-up? And, and walk us through your thought process when you when uh, you literally struck uh, out 10 of the very last game that you played. And there yeah. was so much movement in the standings on that like one frame. But, but yeah, when I... Eight. <laughs> no, I just I knew after the seventh frame. I think I missed a, a twelve count spare. I just with I just narrowly missed it. and I was really ticked. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I have to go off the sheet no matter what to have an outside chance. And um, I saw the lane to my left. I'm like, okay, they're not putting any uh, like strings together over there. So I'm like, okay, I think I have a chance here. And I was looking at my match against Land. I'm like, okay, you know, I I might have a chance if I strike out. So. I struck out eight, nine, ten. Just put my head down, and like I hear Mitch and everyone's starting to get into it. I'm like, you know, it's pretty close. I go, maybe I have a chance, but uh, no, they're cheering for. Uh... So I ended up beating Len by four to move up from fourth to third. So uh, they're cheering more so over the Calcutta. Uh, oh my god, he says it. So yeah, um, so then that happened, and I was like, "Oh, that's disappointing." <laughs> it's, well, it, it's crazy to know, like, looking at it while we were watching. Unfortunately, we kind of knew the situation, but nobody wanted to speak anything to you because you still banging out actually took Len out of the final, right? Um, yeah, and let Jeff all- Young into the final, right? So it's uh, it crazy how that that three player switch happened. Literally by you throwing that last ball, or well, last yeah. two, I guess I should say. I think we had it calculated that you needed a double something um, in order to do it. But then it was like, okay, you don't need the double. You definitely need the first one in 10. Uh, and obviously you threw that one in 10, and that's when the noise happened in behind. And yeah. you, buckled, you buckled down, Jeff, and you threw both of them. And like I was saying before you came on here, like you threw the biggest shots that I saw for this weekend. So good on you man for, for, I think for I did it the last the two shot. rounds too to make it in there yeah as, yeah. as Mitch could attest to there <laughs> every time man every time yeah oh did. my god that was stress and a half but yeah it was good <laughs> uh so going from a player to the proprietor the tournament director all that stuff how how did it go for you uh really well um monday was rough i had to go to work it was really busy um so today has been my crash day i i left work today and i just took i slept for i think for about two hours today midday um but tournament wise everything went well um programming wise for the step ladder uh i was really nervous about that especially when i was bowling i was ecstatic that i got the first round by more so so that i can make sure that the tournament ran well for the first round once we got the first round under our belts i was like okay i think this is good now for sure i can run with this and uh it did um 
I was ecstatic with the turnout, uh, 320 entries. Um, yeah, that was really good. Um, I wanted 350, possibly a bit more, um, but uh, again, higher expectations, maybe next year. And um, the quality of play was good. I was really happy with the payout. Um, yeah, overall, really happy with everything. Yeah, to get uh, a 48 cut and the the cut money was $550, I believe, right? Like, yeah, it was 550 yeah. That's on par with uh, mostly what the WCBT is doing with the 32 cuts and the 40 cuts, right? So yeah. for you to have that amount of players and still give out that type of cut money is, is huge. It makes two shifting it a, a no-brainer, right? Even yeah. three well, shifting so, yeah. it. Sorry, go ahead, Dex. Yeah, it, well, exactly. I mean, if you if you made the top 16, you were automatically making 700, right? So yeah. like that's... That's that's yeah. big money you can make on just one shift alone. It's uh, pretty yeah. awesome. And if you finish um, top sixteen, yeah, like you're saying, seven hundred, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah it was I was awesome. I was glad to see the five hundred for for cut money. I think at one point I heard that it was going to be a little bit less, but once it actually came through, I was like, oh, that's great. You know. It's, yeah, uh, it was actually. It, um, if we had three fifty, three fifty was my magic number, right? It was going to be six or six fifty for cut money if we had three hundred fifty entries, um, because pretty much the difference from 320 to 350 was pretty much all just going towards uh, payouts at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, just to, to spread the money out across the board right away after the 48, I mean, that was, yeah, so. Was yeah, awesome. no, it was good. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think? Um, minus Tim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of tournament wise and things like that, what, what could we improve on and uh, what did you like and didn't like kind of thing? Uh, like I said before, I, ahead, I absolutely, yeah. yeah, I absolutely loved the event. Um, everything in house was incredible. Uh, it was super fun being there. We were discussing it'd be awesome if you could find a way to get your live scoring API to get put up online, so people right. could potentially see that there. But might be able uh, to figure out something. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> that would yeah, be no, that. that 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 might be hard. I rewrote um, it on the the Thursday before the tournament started, <laughs> so that was a. Uh, yeah. What if, what if you just did um. What if you just did like a, an HDMI capture card, and then just streamed it. Right. Yeah, we could do that. Too. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a backhanded way of doing it, but it would always be going. So. Yeah. Without doing a whole lot of like extra coding, just just a thought. No, it's, but, it's uh, not a bad idea, and then I wouldn't have the server hits because all these things, uh, because it works alive on the scoring, everything has to be taken into account. Because if I'm having, um, let's just say, a thousand people trying to watch the scores live, that's gonna be a thousand hits on the same server that's running the scoring for the tournament. So yeah, you have to yeah, weigh sure. the cost benefit. So your solution actually would take out any. Uh, server hits or overhead that would be associated with it. So it would actually be a good solution. Genius. <laughs> yeah, no, Jeff, I thought, I thought the tournament was unreal. I really like the format. It's obviously very similar to Red Deer. Uh, yeah, it gives you a little bit more, you know, action on the Sunday morning to play games rather than maybe just a, you know, a double knockout and you're done. Um, so I like those little things. I, I mean, the, the bowling center is spectacular. Thanks for taking us on a tour. Obviously, it was, you know, yeah. wanting to see everything back there to learn it all. Your staff was unreal. Give them, you know, tons of kudos. Your bartender, Anna, I think she was there three days for 11 hours, 12 hours each. 
right? Yeah. Knew everybody's drink she, after she the first time. Uh, the kid, she's really good. The kitchen As a staff stud. was unreal. I mean, it was it was awesome, right? So no no complaints. Jonathan Cowan brings up an interesting one about a Thursday night high roller event. We we, we joked about that, but half joking. You know, obviously yeah. on the tour, we all have these events on Thursday night, and it's just another opportunity for guys coming into town to potentially make a bit of money. So obviously, yeah. you know, lane availability could be an issue, but um, to be able to have a team event or even if it's a high roller singles event, that could be interesting for, for next year. Um, yeah. And depending on how much, obviously, it's, it's you and your business as far as allowing the lanes to happen. And do you really get into then a Thursday shift? You know, is what yeah. the, the tour events have started. But I mean, it's, uh, yeah, overall, man, it was awesome to see. You brought out the bleachers on the Sunday. Yeah, uh, no one really noticed that. Thanks for, uh, yeah. I, I got in early. Oh, no, to get we were super stuff. surprised when we walked in. Bleachers, woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could have used those all weekend, right? Maybe. Not bad little extra seating, but I mean, it was, yeah. uh, it's awesome. It was, it was, it was a great tournament. We had a great time as our group that came and, you know, laughed and joked and, yeah. you know, good food and, yeah. and everything about it was cool. I was telling Carrie before this started that it was probably the most fun I've had at an event in a long time. And I, I also told Carrie, you know, part, part of that is, it could be that we didn't have to do shit. But, you know, we get to come in, we get to go see a Jays game, we get to go to Niagara, we get to come back, we get to, we get to go bowl, and then we get to hang out. Like, you guys, food was quick, your drinks were quick, and then I just spent so much time in the arcade yeah we know my uh redemption (laughs) oh don't worry we paid for it (laughs) yeah that's where jeff made all his money on the tournament was on dexter yeah Yeah. jordan was there too yeah yeah Yeah. it was was literally the most fun i've had in a tournament in a long time so um thank you for everything you did um if yeah, like it, like Carrie was like semi suggesting there. You know, if if you need a hand with certain things like live streaming or something like that, yeah, kind of kind of our forte of things that we could do. Yeah, so, so I had Barker. Barker did a great job. One hundred percent. I might need Barker some help trying to figure out if we're to add a second stream and things like that. Um, we had, obviously Rogers went down during YBC Nationals. Um, I've been right. still having some hiccups with. Rogers getting back up. They're building a huge subdivision by Nebs, and uh, it's spotty the internet at times. That's fair. So I have to throttle it. I actually having a second internet connection coming into the building, where I'm going to have one dedicated for the guest Wi-Fi and one to run the business. Um, it didn't come in time for the event, so I wasn't really also too trying to push too much live stream cameras going on at once until I get that second internet connection in. So in about a month or so, I should have these problems all sorted out. But for now, it's kind of, or I don't know, it's just not really worth the risk uh, for the rest of the business to do streaming. But and what are your thoughts on the Thursday? What are your thoughts on the Thursday sort of add-on? Thursday, add-on? Thing, um, I mean, 16, sixteen lanes shouldn't be an issue to do something for sure on it on there. Um, without even thinking, sixteen lanes won't be an issue. Um, I would want to go higher, twenty-four, thirty-two. Uh, I just have to sit down and plan it out a bit more. But sixteen, without a doubt. Yeah, I know so we talked I, to I mean, you guys, your crew, sorry, Mitch, is that you guys talk about what that format looks like. It doesn't have to be high roller. Maybe it is a team event again, but. Yeah. I know we had talked about it before, Jeff, about what we were going to, like, we could have instituted yeah. this year. We just chose not to because we was like a lot going on and trying to get it done in August here. We didn't know what our sort of, um, our number of players were actually going to be. We didn't know any of this stuff, right? So yeah. we just decided to go against it this year. Yeah, and to be honest, operationally at NABS, we've had a 
a bit of a struggle just reopening from COVID, right? Uh, we yeah. had a, when we reopened, I mean, we were down to 27 staff and we had to rebuild up to 100. So just going through the process of hiring and getting everyone back, it was, uh, I don't know. I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew kind of this year either. And it was already borderline. It got to that. So, but we made it and put on a good show. So Jeff, how, how awesome was it to have this size of an event um, in August instead of Thanksgiving? I think that was incredible. Oh yeah, that was huge. And then I think if Mitch can remind me, I'm not too sure, but I think our last event in October of 2019, I think about 230 entries somewhere around there. 184. 184. Oh, that's disappointing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, yeah, this was way more successful. Uh, I'd have to, yeah, all that work. (laughs) uh, um, so, Felt yeah, like a lot I, more. Um, yeah, it did. But that so, was no that was our very a bit more. that was our very first event style uh, club tour, right? Yeah, so, it was. and we and our previous uh, most ever, I think it was one fifty five. So we had we beat that by almost thirty entries, and then we did another yeah. event style at Elmira, yeah. and then obviously we've grown to this one. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and so, for reference, Jeff, I mean, when we took over TPC, um, it was it was starting at like one hundred and twenty five entries, one hundred and thirty entries. Right? True. So, but I have been doing this since 2010. So, yeah. <laughs> was, well, yeah. me and Jeff figured it out. Uh, yes, I think that was our 16th club tour. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Yeah, I think it was 16. I, so, yeah, I think that, I think this the landscape's changed a lot, right? So, uh, I wouldn't say the 2010 compared like or whatever it was you started to what it is now. It's it's a lot different landscape, right? Uh, oh yeah, and and it was great to see how many uh, unique. Uh, Ontario bowlers or local bowlers are out there, right? And that's, yeah, that's what that's, I was going to ask. Was there a lot of local bowlers? Like, I mean, obviously we saw the ones come from out, but yeah. Yeah, I think there's still room to get even more locals out, to be honest. Um, I know there's a lot of good local bowlers who were signed up, and unfortunately things happened and they couldn't make it out to the event. So um, I think there's a good 20 to 30 shooters out there that um, – could have played the event, said they were interested in playing the event that uh, for whatever reason couldn't make it out, which is totally fine. Um, it's on us to make the event amazing don't, don't, and so compelling that, where Jeff. they can't say no next time. Shame what them. I, Shame what them. I, yeah. <laughs> what I also noticed that affected the entries um, is the first qualifying shift on Friday morning. A lot of the good players um, made the cut. They put they posted yeah. good scores over twenty one hundred, so there was no multiple reentries. Like Mitch didn't have to play five times, you know. Right. Dex only played the once. Carrie only played the once. Right, guys who you would think they would they, they would multiple shift if they needed to, they didn't have to yeah. because they already played well, right? So there were some that's guys, who, you know what I mean. And then that's the thing. I mean, some people who are confident in their game one want to give themselves as many shots as possible to make that cut, right? So you're going to start off at one and be like, okay, I had an off game. You know what? I know I can dig deep and make it on the second shift or third shift, right? So it's just tough to say, really. Well, Jeff, you can attest to this here. I I played well enough the first shift, so I was talking to you uh, while you are trying to figure everything out, bugging you, taking up your time, and uh, asking you who I can give away because I had a free shift to give away. So I was tracking right. that down and stuff like that. So... Um, it's such an amazing event and I'll, I'll give my viewpoint a little bit on the, the Sunday playdowns, the buy, I don't know if it's necessary, right? Like I almost, 
me, oh, I didn't have the buy, so I can't really say anything. Maybe you can speak a little bit more to that if it was really such a big deal because I didn't see a lot of people re-entering trying to get the top 16. They played once, right. they knew they were going to be in the top 48, that's good enough, right? Could you go to a 48 player bracket and cut it in half each way going all the way down till you top three and play a step ladder or something like that we could um one of the issues was um it was raining and uh, i would have needed 48 lanes and i wouldn't have anything right. for the open play um so that was one of the main issues that i was concerned about um so it was also a, a business decision as well to have the first round by as opposed to 48 lanes i didn't know what to expect um to be honest with you right and, that, and that's um, totally fair. That makes a lot of sense. And you were packed too. The moment that you moved the or skinny down the lanes, they just filled right up. Yeah, so you, you it was take uh, that away from you for sure. Oh my god! When I was playing and I was close to that curtain, oh, I was I was like, I was calling ball jams. I was cleaning <laughs> lanes in between shots. I was like, ah, I had to get I had to get the fifty two quick. <laughs> yeah. I think, so, um, sorry, yeah. I, th I think with a lot of it too is when we discussed about it uh, probably a couple months ago about uh, going from um, 48 people playing all at once as well was like our first <clears throat> our first thought process was to possibly go still have eight game blocks and then do wild cards to get it down to 32, right? right? And then we realized that that was probably not the right course of action. So we chose to just go to the buy system. Um, and we wanted to stay consistent with eight game or seven games all the way through. That was still what we planned on having. So, I mean, I know Daryl, you brought it up, Len, you brought, uh, Len brought it up as well about going halfway, halfway, halfway. And like I said, for next year, it could be something to consider, but that was where we wanted to stay at the eight game or seven games and a business decision as well. Makes yeah. sense. I mean, the other thing to get the entries in more, um, I, I think we, I pitched the idea to you guys at the tournament was, um, if you make the cut, right, you get your cut money. And uh, so if Mitch made the cut twice, uh, should he be rewarded and either get that cut money or his entry fee back? And then the 49th person would get a portion of that. They would almost split the cut money. And uh, then that person to pay for it, pretty much the entry fee. So then it would entice them to be like, okay, I can play again, get my entry fee back, but still only have one position in the playdowns. Okay, I mean, that so, could be a compromise as well. Yeah, so my only suggestion against that is if you are taking a 48 cut and you do have players like Mitch and if Weber comes out, Greg DeGrazia, do they play all five shifts and they make five cuts? And then yeah, how far down do you go in your numbers? Do you go to 64 gets in because all these guys kept re-entering and keep, keep making top right. 48? Well, that's well, why I was and, saying and making the money. entry fee, right? So, I mean, if we're having yeah. such a big tournament where it's $600 for cut, right? Maybe it's a, uh, you get 33%, right? So you get to 200 or something like that. So you get a percentage of the cut money uh, if you make it and then you go back down. I, I don't really know yet. It's, it's still a half-baked idea and uh, I'm just spitballing right now, to be honest. It's not a bad idea. Like you it. certainly get more people into there. What I noticed too, um, a couple of things is A, that 225 pod is phenomenal. I awesome. think that's a no brainer. So good. Yeah, so it, it's good, fun. Right? Running the tournament, it's like the most entertainment for me. It's like game one, see who's left in it. Game two, yeah. game three, and we're all like cheering for them. It, it just, as a tournament coordinator, it's like my entertainment, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a cool one. So I think that we look at that next year, guys, for the tournament for the tour, right? It's, it's, it's a, every game has to be over two twenty five, and the last people remaining in split the money in the pot. It's it's awesome. 
The other yeah. thing is that I didn't notice there was a lot of side pots in the last shift. So there was probably the yeah. least amount of side pots. And that yeah. was something next you had said, like maybe you play for the pots, but in reality oh, is that yeah. people were tapped out or not tapped, but they just weren't playing pots anymore. Um, they were playing the 225. 225 was the highest it was um, oh, over the yeah. last shift. Yeah. So, uh, so how that's many, why. Okay. Yeah, interesting. How many people from each shift won that? Uh, so, okay, first shift, I believe. Bobby and Dex. Bob, Bobby and Dex. Yeah. So, two people won it the first one. Second shift was like a record. Uh, five or six people won it and split it. Oh, wow. uh, I think six. Uh, the third shift, Monica Blatherwick won after five games. Yeah, twelve hundred bucks. So, twelve hundred so bucks after five games of only two twenty-five. Insane. So if there's only one person left, they just automatically get paid out. Yeah, it's the last one standing. So just think of it that way. Last one standing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And on the Sunday, or I mean Saturday PM, I'm drawing a blank right now. I can't remember. It was one or two. I don't. I don't remember. It, it was. It was. I think awesome. it was two. I'm pretty sure it was two. Like I'm I telling you right pot. now, like that, awesome. that first shift, there was. There was two games in there like early that I was like, oh my God, I, I, I have to throw the double in 10 to stay into this spot. Yeah. And, like, and that was my focus going into 10 is like, throw, throw the double. You got to throw the double. Yeah. And, like, it was, it yeah. was absolutely awesome. Yeah. I was pissed when I threw a 222. <laughs> yeah. So I, we uh, borrowed this from the Masters. Uh, the Masters here in Ontario have had a 200 plus pot. Um, so when I was playing Masters, we would do that. And I'd be like, oh, it's interesting, but you'd get annoyed because 200 was too easy. So if you had a field of like 30, 40 guys, most, yeah. mostly everyone would cash out, right? So we were running it here, and my uncle, uh, Santo, was like, it's too easy. Let's do it, but let's make it harder. So then we upped it to 225. And uh, Crazy what that you... five pins does, eh? Oh, oh yeah. 25. Yeah. 25. 20, 25. 25. Oh, sorry. Oh, it was it used to be Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So one tip, if you guys do it, and it, like if you have an Excel or whatever doing it, you just do sort by everyone's lowest game, and then you just go from that. So it's pretty easy to do. Just have to look at it that way. And then interesting awesome. comment here about the high gain pot as well instead of the 450 pot. Yeah, that was yeah. me being lazy. So, and I like that. <laughs> uh, so we have Hopedale in January running the event, and... I was talking to Mitch, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to have to drive to Hopedale, e-transfer the money, if someone wins a perfect game pot or back and forth. And I go, you know what? Let's just do a tournament of high game pot. You know what? I think it'll be a pretty good payout, and uh, we can, like, tidy this up every tournament, and it'll be a good payout. I go, it was over $2,000. It was a great win for Randy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that's the yeah, opportunity of this event. You had the opportunity in multiple ways to, to make some money. Obviously, make mm -hmm. the cut, make some big money. You got the 225 pot. You had some singles pots were big. You got the high game pot. Like, there was lots. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Uh, we learned a lot of things. Uh, yeah. We'll keep pushing forward. Uh, I'm going to push the bats for next year. I'm going to see if I can get five or $10,000 in the prize money next year. And uh, we'll see. I'll keep doing That's it as long as we keep beating the year before, right? Well, I think you're going to have a lot of people come out because there was a, there was a handful of Western tours, but I think people will start to talk about it over the course of the year. And as you guys start coming out to, you know, autumn opens or TPCs, people will start looking this and wanting to put it in the schedule, especially if the Jays are in town, you make a little holiday out of it. 
you know, make yeah. it an annual, make it a week long, right? You got to make it a bit of a vacation when you're heading out there. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. See. I hear you guys though, Jeff, is that you got a little bit of land there out in the parking lot? Does that mean you're building a hotel for next year? <laughs> Not enough land there. So we would have to, <laughs> we'd have to acquire some land and build it and uh, GTA land like that with businesses on it. That's, just, uh, that's just... pretty pricey. Build up, Jeff. Just build up. <laughs> if you would have asked uh, Tom like 10 years ago, he would have said, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I never yeah. said no once, did I? Maybe, I no, no, but Tom would have said yes. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> Tom put, maybe Tom will put some beds in the uh, in the castle. Yeah, yeah really. Can we just shut down the go-kart for the weekend and that's where everybody stays on little little <laughs> mattresses? Yeah. Hey, the go-karts are gone in April, so uh, we'll have room down there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so when is the mini golf coming in, Jeff? Uh, it's being built right now. Uh, if you want to watch the progress of it being built, it's, uh, the company's called Imagination Corporation. And uh, they have a live blog of what they're doing daily or weekly um, awesome. of the stuff. Didn't, so they do your, didn't they do your playset, Jeff? Uh, so they did the bowling theming. The bowling theming, that's right. The, yeah. And they also did the theming in the bar, uh, the yeah. crown and pin. And uh, now they're working on the mini putt for us. And uh, then we got some other projects maybe on the go. We got, we're talking with them. They're our, uh, they're our go-to creative team out there. That's not in-house. Oh, not that one. Uh, yeah, Jason. So, yes, the t <laughs> people clicking everything. Uh, the, the 225 pot is split between all the people that are left um, at the end of the eight games too. Yeah. So if there are multiple people that made it all the way through eight games with the two twenty five pot, it's split. Yeah. Um, I was gonna make a quick joke about that hotel thing. I think uh, Mitch will probably be an investor in that hotel since he's uh, made the wrong suggestion, uh, yeah, according to I, everybody in the chat. I think I'm gonna yes. go like test out certain hotels in Oshawa next year. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be ready for you guys. Hey, the uh, the courtyard's pretty new on the uh, one in Harmony. Did anyone stay at that one? No, but we're going there. So <laughs> Harmony in the 401. That was yeah. the uh, that was they finished building that during COVID. So that one looked like redid it. The one uh, over there. The if it has a hot tub, that'd be helpful. It's a it's a it's by a, a Marriott Courtyard one. It's a newer hotel. <laughs> I guess I maybe should have mentioned that before. We got the full Oshawa experience. That's all. Yeah, that was on Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for everybody who, yeah, for everybody who's watching this right now and doesn't know what happened here, okay? So I recommended a hotel in the Club Tour information page and I said, hey, we're all staying here. This is where you want to stay, whatever, right? We stayed here for a national seven years ago. And I mean, I've stayed at this hotel probably two or three other times for Masters tournaments. And it's been totally fine. We show up this year, and the place is absolutely run down. It's, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great experience <laughs> at the no. hotel, other than the fact that everybody was there. But we will not be there next year. It'll be at a better, more high-class place. I can promise you that one. How many times did you the have to go change your, change your card? Was pretty good too. How, how many times did you have to go change your room cards? Any <laughs> That's quite a few uh. times. Like every time we came in, everybody was at the, at the desk just changing their cards because they knew it wasn't yeah, going to work. The Holiday Inn is where I put uh, I put Walt there under my CP rate there. So I was like, oh, yeah. Of course, Walt gets this like fancy hotel. It's awesome. No problem. And here we are staying with hookers. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that was, was yeah. We were never even there, anyways. We were never even there. It's good. No, it's good. We're always at this. <laughs> no, that's exactly um, it. I mean, Carrie bought a, a twenty-four pack of Tall Boys, and we 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 didn't even touch them because I had we to were leave. Never them. in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never in the hotel. Oh. And but was, by the way, yeah, Ontario liquor stores, what's wrong with them? Why do you have to go to three different stores to get what you want? What's... Oh, because the, the, the grocery stores are getting a little better, but yeah, it's yeah. fine. Beer stores privatized, <laughs> liquor stores not. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> suck for that. Yeah. But other than that, um, like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. This, week, this weekend was great. Uh, before yeah. we obviously move on to anything else, we we have to give kudos to uh, Jeff Young and Greg DeGrazia. An amazing final. Um, if yeah. you guys haven't seen the live stream, it's on Facebook's or on Club Tour's Facebook page. Steve Barker did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, unfortunate for Greg. Great for Jeff. Um, that's, that's nobody here is, right? thought that Greg would do that in 10. He had I, a pretty yeah. good handle on it. But yeah, I mean, especially after he got the thick strike in nine, like that was ridiculously amount of fingers he threw on that to break that up. I I, th- I thought Jeff he was in tough after the twelve miss or the chop miss, right? Yeah. I thought Jeff was bit. in tough in in the round before when he was well, two rounds before when he was like mm-hmm. blacking he, out. And he can thank dead. England for that. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> two rounds before, yeah. Yeah, is there but, is there. Uh, is there a height requirement to hold that trophy? Because that looks good for me if I came out. Because Jeff's small, <laughs> Mitch is guys. small. Yeah, it looks real good. There seems to be like some sort of misconception, by the way, about the key. Like everybody asks me, "Did I bring the key? Did I bring the key? Did I?" Bring... I'm like, "No, like the key is still on my wall." Like, what do you, what do you think? And everybody. <laughs> so Jeff, they all thought that you had to bring the key back, and you only won the key if you were the champion. You get to keep the key. Oh no! My dad made them. He just yeah. when he made one, he's like, "I may as well make two. And then so we had two. And then COVID happened, so it was in my office for the last like three years. It's amazing. Uh, it it's one of my favorite things I've seen for a trophy. I, I love that you get to keep that. Like that's it's absolutely awesome. And I'm also not surprised your dad built that. Like not yeah, he would did it, and he spent like a, at least a week making them. And I'm like, you're spending so much time on this. He's like, well. I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it right. I'm like, hey, whatever. <laughs> yep. Jeff Young. I mean, Jeff Young, like you said, Kerry and and Greg. They did make some big shots too. Obviously, getting there. Len Anset too, getting the top four. Watched them all make big shots for the time they got there. Jeff Young really started getting this. Obviously, left-handed bull uh, and coming in, and he was he was running them out. He was fist pumping. Had a bit of a cheering crowd too. You could tell that he had some people behind him. Um, and it, it was it was a motor running. You're right, Dex. He had a little. You know, health moment early on, where it's overheating a little bit, and got some sugars and some waters and some food in him, and then uh, you know you could you could see that things were building for Jeff throughout the day, and uh, and yeah, so obviously well deserved win too for him. But uh, do you think Greg, Greg played awesome too, right? Do Do you think Do you think Jeff wins because he played on fresh oil the whole time? Oh God, that's I was actually that, thinking that to be honest. It's, po- it's possible there, actually, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and yeah. there was no ten pin bowl to soak it up on those lanes yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, so it actually would help a bit. Actually, yeah. here's a question about the oil then, like, because so me and Jeff talked about this before the tournament started, and he only oiled it on Thursday, and that was it. But you know, Regina does it like every day. How would you guys 
feel about him using the machine every day. I'm okay with it as long as it's consistent, consistent. right? You don't. Well, it would definitely be consistent it, at that point. Well, yeah, but, then but you, you don't do it Friday and, and though, Sunday. Right? You would have to do it all three days, right? Yeah, that's fine about the, the two shifts, Jeff. Like, but I'm saying like, if it's the same every day to start that day, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly good either way. Um, as a proprietor that's already doing a boatload of shit throughout the week. That's not something else that I want to add on to my list of things to do is doing 52 lanes every day. So yeah, it's a little rough, but yeah. <laughs> but but I, I'm I'm good either way. But I. <laughs> but yeah, don't but don't I do, it, do it. I will do it. <laughs> we do notice these scores do go up after we do oil the lanes and dress them properly. Um, I find that. It's more forgiving the lanes when people drop the shot or whatever it is. They're going to hit the head pin more often than not. Like, the ball's not going to take off and go left and right. Um, in league play, you can see, like, generally during the week, I'm going to dress them usually on Tuesday because Monday from the weekend, everything's broken. you got to fix it and kind of get to everything on Tuesday. Um, so, we generally, we would try and dress them on Tuesdays. And you can notice a difference on the leagues on Tuesday compared to Monday. And if we miss it, the people on the leagues on Tuesday would know right away. Look at um, Jeff Young making adjustments on the fly, eh? That's smart. I mean, that's probably something that, you know, more players should have done. I mean, yeah. is, is reading the conditions and knowing the conditions. I certainly didn't. I just stuck with the same shot that I was playing. But, yeah, there was a little adjustment. And nobody else was really playing the line that Jeff was playing, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, too, because the, uh, the building's so big, um, the conditions will change from end to end just based on, like Jeff was saying, humidity. Uh, from the doors being open from outside coming in, right? Things like that. So different ends of the building. There's more people congregating one part of the end of the building as well. You're going to get more humid conditions. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it as well. So you, you are going to see pretty much lane adjustments every eight, eight lanes-ish, kind of maybe 16 as you're going up and down the building. Um, was Greg bleeding, by the way, on the tournament? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I was bowling Matt Montgomery um, in, the, in the fourth round. And we had to stop because Matt stepped in blood and was sticking on the lane. So we had to clean up some <laughs> clean up some of Greg's blood off the lane. Just a little too. I bet you it was. Thirty two games will do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His his fingers. Games. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, he, he he definitely popped. I know once he, he popped. Uh, <laughs> that's painful. That's not <laughs> No. He said it was probably the best one he ever had, because usually it is painful, but he said it wasn't painful, it just popped. <laughs> oh, sounds gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine, mine, were, mine were bad after eight games of the qualifying shift, so I can only imagine what his were like after thirty-two. Do you, I'm pretty do you sure, think... Greg. Uh, sorry, Tim. One second. I'm pretty sure that Greg did average three hundred for his thirty-two games. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah, I, I looked back at it. Yeah. He was, by, he was wow. by far the best player overall for sure. Um, Lenny was pretty good too. Yeah, do, Lenny was up there. That's do you amazing. Think, do you think these blood blisters? We haven't had an issue with them all year. Right? Do you think they're because of maybe lack of conditioning? Like for us to be playing, we we haven't been playing many games over the summer. Most of them haven't. You Some mean have. personal condition yes. conditioning? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. usually you have calluses on your hands through the year, you don't see it as often, right? Yeah. And then if there's a lot for this event, it just it kind of just makes sense to me. I have a bruise on the tip, tip of my finger. I've never, had, <laughs> I think, I've, I've never weird. had that before. That's a weird one for me. So. That's playing the arcade games, Dex. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger smashing. <laughs> you're, 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 you're absolutely right. Yeah. 
100%. I think it depends, Tim. Like, I mean, like, obviously, I, the time of year, but, like, this, I don't think the season ever even stopped this year, to be honest. I know it didn't for me. I, I know it didn't. Like, you just played the whole year. So, I mean, th- this time around, it wasn't so bad, but there has been times where, yeah, you do come back the first couple mm-hmm. weeks of the league, and if you don't, like, kind of slowly make your way into it, you go right into a big tournament, then, yeah, you could obviously, like, have a bad blister, right? Yeah, you could definitely, yeah. like, uh, yeah. DB, like you said, after the first eight games, like, the first eight games I played, you could definitely feel a hot spot on the finger, like, right away. And uh, JB's kind of mentioning with the humidity and stuff like that. I, I think for sure there were, there was definitely something with it being in Oshawa in the middle of summer, right? You're, you're adding a different condition to the whole thing. It's not the middle of winter, so. Yes. I, I just want to sure. lay this out here right now. I messaged Jeff Young to see if he wanted to jump on, and he said no. So no, he's he's working. Wow, Jeff, he's working. He, yeah. he says he's on his break room in the break room right now, and he's just no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're the champ. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. You, you, isn't he supposed to do the press tour? Isn't he supposed to go on everything for the next couple of weeks? Like what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for his TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Jeff, do a TikTok, eh? Yeah, that's what he I'll said. He's gonna it. do one. He said he's gonna do one. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't even surprise me at all. Would not surprise me one bit. Um, I, I do want to have a few shout outs to people um, because I. This is what's really cool about having an event. Every time there's an event, there's always someone or something that kind of like jumps out that's really cool um it was obviously really cool to see kelsey make the cut uh i think she surprised herself but she's been working really hard on a game so it was absolutely awesome that that she made the cut um really stoked that that jordan jordan made the cut jordan shoots he's worked so hard on his game for such a long time um and he just missed making the cut in red deer and he was pretty bummed about that and uh it's just awesome that he came out qualified first shift um and, and made his first cut in in the biggest cash tournament there's been so uh yeah and just, he crushed it the first round too yeah he played really good and then he shook my hand at the start of the next round because i faced him first game and he said um i just want to tell you how much this match actually means to me and then i shot 350 at him and hammered him <laughs> <laughs> Me and me and Jordan realized that Dexter's not really any of our friends because he hammered Jordan and me. He shot three seventy eight at me. So Dexter's wow. a big jerk and uh... big, big <laughs> jerk. Big jerk. I played him in the last game of the first block, and he roasted me two eighty five. But I needed I needed the win to or I needed the game to to move on, and I pitched it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Kellaway, uh played incredible, absolutely incredible. Always yeah. really cool seeing uh, the young guys play well. Um, oh, what? Who's? I think he does he work for you, Jeff? Matthew. Oh, Matthew Smuck. Smuck as well. Yeah. Smuck, so yeah. Matt Smuck and Kellaway works at Nebs too. Yeah, absolutely awesome, and and they're great kids. Absolutely yeah. great at, kids. Kellaway bowled twenty four games just in qualifying, and then. I think to round three as well. So I mean, he bowled like over like forty-five games. No, wait, 16, 24, Yeah, thirty, forty-five games. My math right? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, played incredible. Those, those are the stories I love seeing. Just people making personal breakthroughs, right? Yeah, 
No, there was there. I, there I'm sure there's tons of side stories. Um, I haven't had time to fully reflect on the weekend yet, to be honest. Um, I was I just sent Mitch today all the uh, I today today just figured out uh, all the pods and everything like that, all the results. So I just sent that over to Mitch and Jarrett, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna look over that tomorrow. I sent it to you there, Dex. Yeah, you did. You did. Do you guys want to go through that? Sure. Is this is this what you sent him, Jeffy? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what that's there right there. So that would that would that's what we're seeing inside the center at Nebs on the TV. So um, for everyone at home right now who weren't there, uh, that's kind of what the live scoring looked like. And I just took uh, pictures of the of the screen, screenshot and all the stuff. It worked so well, and it was so neat to see all the all the jumping around, and it was yeah. Yeah, we had on my Thursday night league at Nebs. Uh, I think we had about eight people in the league that bowled, and uh, I don't know, five or six of us made the cut. So I mean, that was really good for our Thursday night league. We had a really good representation in the uh, the playdowns. Yeah, it, it was super fun. My first in the first round here, I faced Jim Head right away, and I I blew my last ball in ten. I needed to pick my right three two, and I just picked the deuce for us to not tie, uh, three oh eight to three eleven. But it was it was neat to get to face Jim for the first time in my life. Um, obviously, talked quite a bit and, and known him for a little while now. But uh, yeah, the first first real opportunity to face Ima- him. Ima- imagine you lost him by missing a corner. I don't think you'll ever hear the end of it. Oh, oh no! In, in <laughs> fact, uh, the next game, Jim Jim missed a corner, a left corner, like early in the second game. And I absolutely walked over and took a picture of it. And I'm just (laughs) – so if there's ever a time, it's going to pop up here. I'm just going to keep it loaded in this this system at all times. So Yeah. Did um did you guys already mention the the nine bagger versus nine bagger start? Oh, no, no. No, yeah. Let's talk about that. So we had uh, Matt Leonard and – I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Alexander. Alexander Samir. Alexander Samaras. So they both started off nine in a row to start. It was almost a, a repeat of the uh, infamous Jason Prosher and Santo Kyoto match where there was a nine in a row from the start. Santo picked and Jason uh, went off the sheet for the perfect game. Um, this time it was nine in a row. Leonard picked for 387. And do you remember what Alex did there, Mitch? I, I think it was I think it was actually 417. Was it 417? Yeah, if you pull up the second pod, we can just take off the 50. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, 467, 417, yep. Yeah, crazy to lose with a 387, though. That's Yeah. So he yeah. he was he had 1,200 his first four. 1,225, I think, his first four didn't have a win. Matt wow. Leonard. That's, that's crazy. So he's, he shoots 387. Doesn't get the bonus, misses, misses making the next round by 12. Yep. That loss yep. of the 387 cost him. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's one, crazy. One of them for gets sure, out. But yeah. Yeah, any of those no, guys. That's insane. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Matt Montgomery was throwing that's a That's how I lost too. a lot of you open to, uh... Yeah, Matt Montgomery played really well all day, too. Top eight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he went to the top eight. He just... Yeah. 
look like it ran out of gas a little bit. Uh, you know, I was just saying to a bunch of guys, obviously, it's like, if you look at a lot of our players, we have a lot of really good players. Just the most games you would ever play in, like, kind of a day in Ontario would be 10. Like, our open qualifying mm-hmm. would be, like, the, probably the most you'd ever play in a day. So I was wondering how he would hold up with all these games, especially being a bigger dude. Like, he's had a fire year. Like, he won our open. You know, obviously, he was one game away from qualifying first in the Open Nationals for singles. Um, and he played really well the first two pots. And then he got down to the eight. And uh, he just looked tired. You know, I feel like that was a lot of our boars. Yeah, it was uh, getting down to be a battle of attrition, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Spencer Murray also had a really good event, for, uh, one of our younger bowlers of Ontario. Yeah, from Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he played He played phenomenal too. Um, I think I had him. Yeah, he was in the first round, first pod with me, I think. Yeah, uh, and he played – He. He played great Spencer. Oh, yeah. 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 So speaking of which, by the way, if you even want to go to like the qualifying shift, let us uh, speak of Alexander Samir. How about 2,500 plus? Oh yeah. That was huge. That was insane. That was disgusting. Uh, like at Nebs, like that's, that's a big score. Yeah. But, but like, I could see how it happens. I mean, like, like I said, when the, on the, on the, uh, okay. Uh, Jeff, are, are the convertibles at the far end? Are those as, are those Schmidt machines as well? Yeah. They're all Schmidt's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the oh. are too. That's interesting. All right, yeah. All right. Um, but oh, weird, on eh? the, yeah, <laughs> but on the on the five pin Schmidt machines, just the the straight five pin ones, like I that that was that was probably the first the best three starting games I've had in a block from anything like that in a while. I mean the the first the first round I shot nine seventy five scratch for the first three, which is like pretty good, and then the second. The second round of my next three were thousand five, thousand six scratch or something like that. Um, the pinfall is absolutely there. It's it's really good. Um, I struggled a little bit more on the convertibles, but uh, the pinfall was fantastic. I'm not surprised that somebody hit the shot over twenty four hundred. Twenty five hundred is pretty incredible, though. Yeah, twenty five is really hard to do. That's uh, yeah. No matter where. That's a that's a spe- that's a special uh, eight. That's for sure. Yeah. Low game of two seventy five. Yeah, it was gross. It was, and he finished off with three eighty seven just to get there. It's like he looked like he okay. was too on Sunday that was going to be taking it over because he was playing pretty strong. Man, he's been playing really well since Heritage. He switched over to like a hook shot, and he, he says it's like a little more easier for him to control. But he he qualified second at Heritage, second at Midland, and first at Oshawa. His last three tournaments, so. And Sly was saying in, in Heritage that he's just put a lot of work into his game and he just keeps he's actually putting in all the work right now and it's just paying dividends over and over. So everybody out there, you wanna get better, go put in the work. I feel That's like it. he might him yeah. once or twice too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um Uh Bakers, I don't I didn't send you the Baker stuff. I don't know what it was, but the I know the team of Cody Laycox, Dougie, Sean Barrow, and – oh, Jeffy. Yeah. they won, yeah, And Jeffy, they won. Um, you guys came in second, was it? Yeah. <laughs> you guys threw a full, big one last game. Yeah, I didn't even remember that until Charlotte told me today. <laughs> <laughs> we were feeling pretty good. We were in a good spot. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, – <laughs> We had a fantastic Baker's time. Obviously, like we, everything went according to plan, time frame wise, and everything. We finished before midnight, 
and we started around i think it was uh it was nine o'clock exactly it was like eleven thirty five. 35 we finished so i mean that was fantastic yeah we pretty much hit all our time targets that we set eh, Mitch? yeah every single okay the last day we were off by two hours yeah because but that was just a misassessment of time yeah that was just learning how long people took oh matt montgomery i'm sorry yes learn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's Matt Montgomery. If everybody wants to know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So it's Matt Montgomery. I think instead of Jeffrey. I don't know. I, I guess not to drive in town on that second place. That's right. He started off huge in the Bakers with Martin Talbot and Procher and Walt Brooks. And by about game six or seven, you could tell that our age and fitness caught up to us, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That that was the funny thing. Jordan, Jordan after Jordan after Sunday, the next morning is like, "How you feeling, man?" I'm like, "I feel fine." Why? How do you feel? He's like, "I am sore as shit." <laughs> like, holy cow! Like you're way younger than I am, and in way better shape. Like you should be fine. Oh, Makes yeah. you laugh. It takes a toll on veins. Just grind. Yeah. yeah. Now, my thighs were burning. They were, uh, my thighs weren't just ready for that yet, but pushing off all the time, the lounges, but it's all good. But that's, yeah. that's the nice thing about having this event in August too, is I feel like completely primed for the season. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you do this right away. It's like, you're good to go. You're mid season form already. So yeah. 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 So Tim, how's podcast? Yeah. You know what? I'm <laughs> Just happy to be here, eh? I'm just happy to hear. Tim's yeah. <laughs> got an early morning flight, and we're just—he's just sitting back and relaxing. I'm thinking my—I'm uh, thinking about my laundry right now. No. <laughs> what you should be—what you should be thinking about—is booking your flight to Club Tour next year. That's yeah, right. yeah. I had to talk to my travel agent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're not allowed to book flights anymore. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, does Tim regret not going? You know what? I I enjoy. I I really miss out on not going to Nebs and seeing Nebs. Um, yeah, I I'm. Oh, I, you, I, I, don't lie. Thing. You had FOMO. You had FOMO for sure. <laughs> don't zero, lie. Zero, zero. Oh, don't zero. start. Don't start. Okay. Hey, we all know. Well, I mean, I I text you on the weekend and you don't bother. So I mean, obviously, if I I'm was not busy, there, I was busy. I, I'm yeah. helping run a tournament. <laughs> okay. But anyways, <laughs> I, I I I I miss I miss not going to Nebs, not seeing Jeff. Couldn't give a shit about Mitch. But <laughs> everything else, bowling wise, honestly, um, had it. I really enjoyed myself with the tour finals. I think I was just at that. This, this time of year, I was okay not being there, but I will want sure. to be there for the next couple of years coming up. Yeah, there you right. go. Well, you've got big C five meetings coming up, so you got a lot of bridges to build or some. Oh, <laughs> you got yeah. work coming up. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited. I got a a full meeting Thursday, full meeting Friday, and full meeting Saturday, and I fly home Saturday, so it'll be oh, fun. It's it sounds oh, like lot, riveting. A lot of funding talk. It sounds like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm glad you guys could talk about it a lot. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We we can talk about it uh, maybe after this meeting. See what. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so Jeff, Mitch, is there anything that you guys want to change for next year, or what? What are your What are your thoughts? Um, what? Go ahead, Jeff. More, if you're ready. more prize money. I want to. I want to try and pay out seventy five thousand dollars next tournament. So we paid out fifty four thousand this tournament. Let's get it up to seventy five. Nice. That's the goal. Uh, That's my new goal. I'm going to get more sponsorship money, and uh, I want more people to bowl. So those yeah, are my two main I things. I remember asking you how you felt about the the entries, and you were you could definitely see. I'm not, I'm glad that you said that you're very happy with it now. But like at the time, I was like, "How are you feeling?" It's like, "Ah, you know, it's okay." And I was like, "You just, you just, you just have the record number of entries and a cash tournament." Ever like, "Yeah, but I wanted 350." <laughs> That's like, yeah. And I, and I love that thought process. I love that. You guys always want the next level, and that's the way it should be. So we but we were at five oh, we were at one point at five oh eight. Yeah, five oh yeah. Full, mind you, we were never going to get it because of all the double entries and stuff. And I understand that. Yeah. But it was it was on pace to be. I was scared at one point. At one point, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to run the business and run this tournament at the same time. I was like, I should have maybe have to have another shift on the Thursday night at one point, and then. And then I had a bunch of people drop out, which kind of made it a little bit easier. Then I was like, "Oh, now it's too many. Now it's too many." So it's, uh, but it's all good. Yeah, I, um, mean, I think I... that was it. Is uh, just that I would just want to push it more and uh, find ways to entice people more so, and uh, making it more. The Thursday night event is probably one of the missing catalysts that will probably need to be done, um, be it a team event or a high shooter event of sixteen people. Um, I'm not too sure right now. Um, we'll have to see what we think is the best thing to do. Yeah, I think um, my goal for next year, you know, like obviously Jeff does for virtually everything. I'm just, I'm just here for literally moral support and you know you're, some promotion. You're, you're so good at moral support, Mitch. Exactly, moral <laughs> support and promotion, right? And my my job primarily is to get people to show up. Correct. And 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 that is my biggest job, and and I think I want to do a better job of next year getting more of our bowlers to show up. And Jeff said it earlier that there's 20 to 30 shooters. He was being really modest. There's probably like 60 to 80. Like it's not Where even close. Mark Goulet. All I hear is Mark Goulet. Mark Goulet. The greatest player in Canada. <laughs> I want to see Mark Goulet play. And he's won like what three club tours? Three, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think he's retired, man, but uh, let's, that's going to be my one job to get him to come back next year. Man, you would think um, he'd come out of retirement for a term and he's won three times with $6,500 in prize fund. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So that's my primary goal. And then, like I said, to, to do a high roller event next year, I think that's absolutely doable. Like, let's, you know, make this what it should be, a spectacle, right? It is the, like I said, I don't know how many times, but Nebs is the Mecca of five and bowling. Let's have the Mecca tournament, right? And, and not – like you guys obviously run amazing tournaments and and the whole tour itself but like let's just, like i said nebs is the mecca let's let's try to make this the one event that people want to go to right well, and well that's, yeah that's and it's the fun. only one that we really run too right mitch so we obviously want to be the best no no offense to wcbt <laughs> I mean, I mean, i'm not running something to be second best i mean hey, I want congrats, to be congrats so on awesome. 320 entries do four tournaments that size <laughs> uh, no thanks <laughs> hey, I could just that's my little thing. I just try to beat it once. That was the first time we beat you guys for any tournament. So uh I gonna just you guys beat us every other time. So we got one you guys, little You guys victory. should definitely make some memes about it, because I know we always did when 
<laughs> when you guys had Thanksgiving weekend, you guys got to, uh, I think it was 180. Yeah, yeah. We got the 200. Oh, and we thought we were going to beat you guys that year. We, we, we did. We did. <laughs> our, I love that stuff. Our goal, for, our goal for January is to get to 200. I mean, and like, we're primarily, we only really get on, Ontario bowlers and Quebec bowlers. And, well, all USA as well. Sorry, the Duckpin players do right. come uh, in droves for that one as well. So, I mean, we're, we have no Western support on that because you guys have all your open qualifyings on those weekends, right? So it's like, it's totally understandable. But it's like, we can get 200 entries from basically just our Boers and Quebec alone. Like, it's, it, it should be no problem for us to get to 400 entries next year. Like, it, that, that's just a, you know, assessment that we have. It should be there. So that's, yeah. that's my number one goal is promotion for next year. And yeah, like doing a high roller event. Totally. It's it's now an established tournament at that time of the year. People will have that marked on the calendar to come up for it. And the, I mean, the biggest thing is like ne- Nebs itself is a draw and a destination. Like, yeah. there's no other bowling alley in the country that I was like, yeah, I want to go just because it's that bowling alley. No, I really wanted to go this year because I wanted to go see Nebs. Like, like let, let's be honest. So I already. Um, I sent uh, the dates to Jeff of the Jays homestands the earlier, right? So it's uh, yeah. if it if it stays on the same weekend, which I uh, we're not sure what we're doing, but if it does, it's gonna fall on a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday. Jeff, I think it was for Jays games. So I mean, at least yeah. you could come Philly, in early. The Phillies, the Phillies, I think. Yeah. yeah. The, the other so one idea I want to pitch quickly before we move on here is uh, the Thursday night event. If you did the high roller event, what about if we did? Since we're there anyways and running the event, why wouldn't we just do half high roller and then half another sh- first shift, do a small first shift for the event? So let's take, say, 16 lanes for the high roller and then 16 lanes for the event on a Thursday night. And then get a, a shift in and get 50 to 60 entries in on the Thursday night when the high roller is going to get a bigger, more crowd, more people, more energy in the building. Because I need that shift. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be hey you're talking to mr five shift himself here but no okay, I, okay. I, so or or what if we turned the thursday night shift into a qualification shift that doubles as a high roller sure i'm in right so you could do the first eight games would be qualifi- qualifying and if the high roller went longer than eight games we just That'd be your qualifier for the AKs. You, so you pay two hundred to get in, or two ten, and then you pay another right. five fifty on top of that. Correct. And then you do it that that you make it yeah. to a playdown. So, I like it. Just, I'm in. The Thursday is going to be a shift with just a ginormous side pod. Perfect. Correct. Perfect. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in twice. I'm in twice. I don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, this is a great question. How come we didn't get to see the Zambuzi? Zambuzi is in its grave somewhere behind the building. Uh, <laughs> I think actually got thrown out during COVID. We had a, a pile back there of graveyard stuff. Uh, we got rid of it. It's gone now. Uh, my dad's been trying to work on a new Zambuzi. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, uh, we had an old floor cleaner that uh, you could sit on, drive around, mop the floor. And uh, my dad's been trying to uh, retrofit that to be a uh, driving vehicle with two kegs of beer attached to it but um, <laughs> that that side project right now um working on the second kitchen's taking priority right now we need That's the floating we need the floating lane jeff for our finals 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's got some good ideas. I love yeah. it. So so an ultimate Thursday night shift and then we'll go through the rest. So I guess that's the plan for next year and get more sponsorship money. Right. There you go. Awesome. Make me work an extra day, so why not? Why not? <laughs> well, again, if you need any help with anything, let us know. I definitely plan on being back. So All right. Yeah. Once we get awesome. sometime next year, we'll start doing it. Awesome. Perfect. Beautiful. Uh, Tim, are you making the commitment right now to be there next year? Because we are. <laughs> yeah, you you called us out and said that we were going to bail. Well, you know what? I I thought originally when you guys all went, it was kind of a, a PR thing, like Daryl did in an autumn open, right? So, um, <laughs> right. So like, you can't. Gone. You, it wasn't. You can't bail if you don't commit. Ontario COVID. You, that. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I, I will commit to thinking about it. And uh, oh, okay. well, that's, so a, that's a start. Up, that's a big commitment to Tim. Honestly, hey, I'm I'm committing to come to thinking about coming to a WCBT event. <laughs> <laughs> Smart guy. Smart guy. Everybody hear that? He's thinking about it. Yeah. No, yeah, no, but I've been trying. I legitimately going to try to try to get one in this year. Uh, right now, it. If I did one, if I had to guess, it'd be Paradise. Um, but I have to ask and figure out scheduling and all that stuff as well. Uh, it'd be amazing to have you out there. I find it's better to just not ask Jeff and just book your flights. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm not that brave right now. Oh, hey Tim, no reason not to go. Yeah. Oh. Well, I know you. Well, yeah. I, I, oh, me and JB will talk. <laughs> oh, he was going to say. Tim only he was going to say. And, yeah, Tim only needs 420 because he's only a two shifter, as he keeps saying. So that's right. That's I, right. I, I don't. I don't play more than two shifts until unless I'm told to. Yeah. After seeing Dexter Bowl, I don't know how Tim could be better than him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why, saw, why, why show up like, if I want to be second place, right? I'm there to win, right? So, yeah. You know what, Jeff? You sold me. I'm not coming. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say that there were some some people that I got to meet out there that uh, we haven't got to meet before, which was nice. Um, John Willock, uh, it was super nice getting to meet him and uh, and have some good chats with him. Um, yes. Lyle Dolph, uh, you know, I've, I've seen his name all over, and it was great to get to play against him. He seems like a really, really awesome dude. Um, Jim Thorpe, I've heard lots about Jim Thorpe. I've never got to meet him, so it was really nice to get to meet him too. Um, just, yeah, some, some big names out there, so it was fun. It was always nice meeting new people. Yeah. Yeah, those are, we have great guys down here. So glad you guys all got to meet. Well, we've kind Torpy's of seen, a legend down here, right? Oh, we've yeah. Seen yeah. Before, so it's it's nice to be able to put faces to the names and even people commenting on any old podcast, right? So it was awesome to meet them in person. For sure, one hundred percent. All right, I think we'll end the podcast there. We filled a full two hours. Who would have thought on two events? Obviously, club tour unreal. I'm glad to go over that a thousand times with you guys anytime you want to talk about it. It was an amazing event and said we'll be back next year. So Sounds good. I appreciate it. And uh, if you guys want any spitball ideas off me for WCBT, I'm always here to listen as well. And uh, awesome. we can help each other out and uh, try and get better. Perfect. Absolutely. 
All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks.